0: Welcome to Zach and Steve Have a Podcast. I'm Zach.
1: I'm Steve.
0: This is episode 22.
1: Officially, officially 22. 22. And we apologize that there was no Tuesday episode. Shoot, let's let's fill the good people in. There
0: was a Tuesday episode. There was a Tuesday episode. It just wasn't any good. It
1: was. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> neither one of us felt good about releasing it.
0: We added the giggles.
1: Yeah, we did. We well, uh, yeah. We had a story that we were not going to get into <laughs> that we kept trying to make work and it just didn't work yeah. and it wasn't a story like a made-up story it was a real life story but how we were presenting it was probably not <laughs> nice. in the best taste <laughs> um so yeah. we, we nixed it yeah. and we are like you know what we'll just start then we got into q a questions and our, our like we just weren't into it we tried how many times zach five times hours hours like well not Two hours, probably a couple hours spent on trying to make. We left when the
0: lunch came back. It just didn't work.
1: It was worse after lunch.
0: So this is episode twenty-two for real. This is is
1: the real. So now even episodes are on Fridays. Odd episodes (laughs) are on Tuesdays. (laughs) At least for now, we love messing. Messing Yeah, we'll we'll throw an extra episode in eventually, and it'll it'll right right the ship. So Zach, you said you got you had something interesting happen this week.
0: (laughs) Interesting. I found so my wife and uh, two ladies from church oh goodness have been batting around the idea of doing something that uh, a lot has, of people it, think is crazy it has not happened yet it though. has not happened it is happening tomorrow morning they are going skydiving so a lot of people think very dangerous and yeah why would you jump out of a perfectly good plane yeah. that's the line right yeah so what, what what's what's your opinion, what's your opinion I, on I'm, skydiving? I'm not.
1: I'm. Uh, plead the fifth. You're
0: not offering. I'm, an I'm, not, I'm going to
1: plead the fifth. Would you ever the, do it? Absolutely not. Are, are you I, afraid
0: I, of heights, or what's the? Uh, I,
1: I'm. You know, I, I don't want to say anything because <laughs> I don't want to offend anybody. Uh, you know, I've my yeah. I have a brother-in-law that's a skydive instructor, and he really loves it.
0: It's a sport. It's a scary sport.
1: <laughs> I feel like you're trying to draw <laughs> an answer out of me because you want me to be reactive, and I'm not. I'm not going to give it to you. How do you feel about How it? How do this I is, feel This about... is your wife jumping uh, out of a plane at like what,
0: thirteen thousand feet? Or is something? it
1: thir- thirteen thousand feet? It's something like that.
0: What does it matter if it's ten thousand or thirteen thousand?
1: Yeah, the splat's all the same. But
0: so yeah, uh... <laughs> that doesn't concern me. At all. I don't know. I don't know no. why it doesn't. It. <laughs> I don't. <laughs>
1: Think about what you just said. Well, I said the splat is all the same, and you said, "Yeah, that doesn't concern me." Well, I don't, I don't, I don't feel like it's I don't going think to you meant it that way. Well, way that I, I would up.
0: definitely be concerned if my wife was injured, yeah, or worse.
1: Or, but yeah, I, I don't th- think there's, I don't, I don't think the likelihood of, oh, my chute didn't open. I got my ankle broken. Is usually the case.
0: Well, I think that's the most common injury is broken ankles. Is that? It's is what that happens. What it is? is when you land. Okay, if, if you are going tandem with the instructor. Yes. In which you will be doing. Yeah. When you land. My brother
1: in law has done that. Yes. A, a lot. A lot. Broken he, his I, ankles a lot? Or? No, 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 no. He's, um, he's I, I forget, thousands of jumps yeah. he's completed because he was also an instructor. I think at the location that these ladies are going to, he is or was an instructor. I don't think he's doing it anymore um, because of just other responsibilities yeah. gotcha. that he has. But, but that wasn't his full-time job but when you jump
0: with the instructor on your back that's a lot of weight so if you have your legs it's a lot down, of weight for
1: him too so it's
0: yeah right but he's <laughs> he's used to it like that's that's what yeah they, that's what they do yes yeah so if you if you put your feet down on the landing yeah. <laughs> i did that and i shook the yeah, thank the you for sh- this is why
1: we have shock mounts
0: <laughs> the whole the whole room shook that. yeah go ahead but when your feet at the ground you, people can break ankles. Yes. Um, so what the the technique is when you get to the ground, you have to hold your legs up, and so you let the instructor.
1: Oh, so they already had to go through safety training or something for this.
0: Well, they've been studying. This is this has been in progress for a long time. Oh, really? Yeah. And I think if if either like any one of them by themselves were going to do it, they probably would back out. But since it's like a group of them,
1: you're all it, holding each yes. other accountable, kind of thing.
0: <laughs> so she's a. It just happened this week. She's like, "Hey, we want to go skydiving on Saturday." I'm like, yeah. yeah, well, whatever, that's fine. That's good. That was be. your reaction? Yeah, I it every, oh everyone's gosh, so concerned action. about this and no, like,
1: I, I'm not concerned. I mean, I it's it, I, relative to the sport. It's very uncommon for there to be issues. Yes, exactly. So, uh, it's just <laughs> it's just a thought. That's not it. how I would want to spend my time, <laughs> personally. That's like that's not. You know what like, okay. I Okay. I don't want to either. I'm not doing it. No. Yeah. I just. Uh, it's just never. It's never been a thing that's crossed my mind. It's not. You know. I mean, I don't like heights necessarily, but I feel like at that height.
0: Yeah. They, uh, it, evidently, there's when there's, you-
1: there's two outcomes <laughs> at that height.
0: <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, you get above. I don't know, 100 feet. There's two outcomes. You
1: get above 10 feet.
0: There's two outcomes <laughs> for well, us. Yeah, yeah, really. Our bo- like your yeah. body's not, you know,
1: bouncy yeah, anymore. I mean, really. I, I just, I don't know. It's just never been one of those things that appealed to yeah. me. Like oh, dude, that'd be so much fun. Would you do like bungee jumping? Uh, like any extreme sport? What extreme I would, sport? I would. I would definitely bungee jump. I wouldn't. See, I. I would
0: think that'd be much scarier than skydiving. Why? You're on that cord, and you're very close to the ground going at a very high rate of speed.
1: You're not that close to the ground. You're not going to, like... It's not like the James Bond movie where he's like <laughs> he jumps all the way down and then
0: like touches pick something up off the ground. Yeah, and yeah, back yeah and that's go. not
1: how it works. This <laughs> usually they usually give you a good like you know hundred feet between you and the ground or whatever it is. I don't think they're gonna put you in harm's well, way. What's well,
0: the difference between uh, bungee jumping and skydiving? It's still free falling at a distance that you are yeah, not but, going like, to survive I, I feel, if I, it doesn't work out. Yeah,
1: well, for sure. But y- you got to put it into the thought too is there's far. There's a lot more variables when it comes to skydiving. You mean like the chute? Well, yeah, you got to worry about the chute opening. You got, you know, you you can catch catch <laughs> funny story. She was wind. she was looking at uh, parachutes online. And she was like, <laughs> like, wait, she's not going to rent. She's going to own. <laughs> yeah, she's going to buy one. Uh, <laughs> I think, it, I, think it, I think, it's going to be a lot more affordable if we just buy a parachute. But they've got
0: like different levels of parachutes, like one's so many thousand dollars, one's this many. Like I'm yeah. buying the top of the line parachute if I'm going to do this. I'm not going like to the Audi. Well, I
1: mean, you got to get like a beginner shoot. Yeah, you I, don't want something that's like highly technical.
0: Yeah, but I also want like, one you don't want
1: a stunt shoot. I suppose you would like
0: doing circles. With well, yeah,
1: I saw. So I was out in Grove City where they're doing this, yeah. and I saw somebody was doing like aerial stunts and stuff. I'm like, <laughs> okay, good for you, buddy. <laughs> He's flipping around, flipping around. Yeah. Like, uh, that's okay. Is, is, cool. I guess
0: as long as there's a certain quality of shoot. Like, this shoot is made with. Are you, you know, saying you, say you don't want World War II military surplus?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Shoot.
0: It's <laughs> to the, what's that store called? The Army and Navy store. Down the Army and
1: Navy store down in Sharon. <laughs> yeah. It's good. gone. It's been gone for years. It's but good. yeah. Uh, you, guys have any extra, you guys got any extra shoots? <laughs> uh, are you talking about parachutes? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'd like an extra parachute, that, please.
0: How about in school? Did you have the parachute in school where? We're, uh, in in yeah, yeah, like we're in gym class. Gym, yeah, in elementary
1: in school. That th- was that's like, the parachute. I love that. that.
0: That's the one they're using. They're grabbing the one out of school. <laughs> <laughs> they're
1: they're all gonna hold on to like a, a thing yeah. and just go. Yeah. Oh, uh, that'll be fun. That'll be a lot the, of fun. The
0: parachute in school. That was an uh, that was a good gym day.
1: Oh, that was like your my favorite day. <laughs> yeah. If they're like it's parachute day, there's well, nothing yeah. better because you like there's always one kid you get to go underneath. Yes. Where a couple kids get to go underneath, and right. then you pick it up, and then you do it again. Oh, I, loved, I loved Parachute Day. See, I don't have... I, I'm not anti-parachute. What was your favorite gym day at school? Favorite gym day? Um, when it got canceled? <laughs> you uh, didn't like gym? I was not gym. gym. was my favorite class. Okay. When I was a kid, when I was a little kid, I didn't like gym. Um, I, I I was like, see, there's, here's the difference between you and Isaac. You were the kid that's probably picked first or the captain i'm assuming
0: okay
1: yes <laughs> i was the kid that would get picked last
0: it depends on what it was in gym yes in music i was last
1: oh, de- oh thank you thank you for giving me that well i'm sure music steve you were the first picked we all have our different yeah opinions. yeah whatever anyway so um when i got into high school though i really loved gym yeah. Um, but that's when I was more I was way more athletic when I was in high Did school. Did
0: you have the cargo net at, at Hickory?
1: Cargo net? What like are you talking
0: about? At, at Mohawk in elementary school, we had this giant net that would come down. It, it was <laughs> to trap like, the children. <laughs>
1: You're in not here like now. A, not like a fishing
0: net. We it got, was. It was like. Got you. It was like a climbing thing.
1: Oh no, we did not have that.
0: No. Yeah, that was a fun day too.
1: You know what? You know what day I definitely hated, and you probably loved it because you probably like had some sort of record of some sort. Was Presidential Physical Fitness Week or Physical time. Fitness? No, I hated that. You did? I yeah, hated that too. Th- this was. We didn't really have that. A you lot. did? What? You no. didn't have that thing where you had like. Oh, let's see who let's see who can do the most push ups. Oh, it's this kid again. It's no, like, we didn't do that. You didn't do that? But they're doing that like my daughter has to do that. She has circuit training. I'm like circuit training in gym? That's awful. Do you think it's like a Mercer County thing? Maybe presidential. It's like the president of the Mercer County physical <laughs> fitness board. <laughs> they make it sound like it's the president of the United States. <laughs>
0: probably. No. We did fun stuff in gym. I remember hockey was probably my favorite. Um, rotation in gym. I love playing hockey. Hockey? We, we, like they would just, field hockey or They would just put roller. nets up. No, we just run around in our tennis De- shoes.
1: I'm sorry. Yeah. Deck hockey. Yeah. So with a ball.
0: Yeah. With a ball in the, the gym. That was super fun. We did that.
1: Oh, that would have been a blast. We,
0: we played this game called speedball. speedball. It was a combination of soccer and basketball. And like I forget exactly how it worked. You couldn't run with the ball. You had to like pass it to your teammates, mm-hmm. but you could either kick it or you could throw it. And if you had it in your hand, if you caught it in the air, you could shoot it like a basketball, but if it was on the ground, you had to kick it like a soccer ball. So you had somebody... Oh, dude,
1: that'd be a lot of fun. It was tons of fun. So that, That's
0: kind of like Aussie rule football. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> but like it was in the in the big gym, so there was there was the soccer goals behind like below the basketball hoop, yeah. And and you couldn't run. Well, you could run ahead, but you couldn't when you had the ball. You had to stop. Yes. And so you could either drop it and kick it, or shoot it, or that pass it to your fun, teammate. Man, It was tons of fun.
1: So if you caught it, you had to stop. You you could only pivot. Yes. So like all kind of like ultimate frisbee. Ultimate yeah That in high school ultimate frisbee, I I. Dominated
0: in <laughs> Ultimate was your, Frisbee. Ultimate Frisbee and I was, mini
1: golf. I was I'm serious and I'm not making this up. I was number one pick for Ultimate Frisbee every single I, I, I could I could throw and catch a Frisbee like nobody's business and I was ultra aggressive. <laughs> Ultra aggressive, <laughs> also ultra aggressive, like, like knocking people. Th- there's bit. nothing more, uh, th- like, it, two things that could not be more polar obviously, is frisbee and aggressiveness. <laughs> you'd think frisbee, you'd be super chill and just yeah. having a good time. No, I mean literally for hours in our backyard when I was a kid, yeah, uh, a kid, like probably in my teens, uh, we would, me and my buddies, we would play frisbee in the backyard, and the game was always like, if you dropped it, you were out. Nice. And so I mean we would go and go and go and go, um, and yeah, I always beat everybody. I loved frisbee. <laughs> I was like unstoppable. I was like a dog chasing the frisbee all the time.
0: Oh, the, the the memories we have, we're always the best in our memories. <laughs> but no, when I, we look back, it's always like ah. I, I'm not making I dominated that dominate Okay, class.
1: here's here's the deal, guys. Here's the deal. If you're listening to this podcast, Zach literally was the best in everything that he did, <laughs> and he still is. And it's uh, I love you. It's the most annoying. <laughs> you because when you go somewhere okay so for example a couple years ago we went uh frisbee golfing for the first time yeah for the first time first time all of us go and like we're all struggling and zach comes up to deck and uh, he whips this sidearm thing and it goes like a mile and we're like and we're all like here it goes (laughs) Everything that this man does, athletically, athletically. I, he, now, yeah. it also, I mean, you're also a very talented writer and you're a gifted speaker. All those things, things, but those are things you've worked, I've worked on. on. yeah. You Th- don't have to work on athletics. No, and it's really, it drives me nuts. It drives me nuts. <laughs> it drives me nuts. I, mean, I don't mean that like a like I don't like you because of it. It's like a <laughs> why is this so easy for him and like I'm over here and I look. Like, like this like, i'm just on the like just struggling along like trying <laughs> so brother. hard what's that a little brother i am little brother yeah little. <laughs> <laughs> i can make it on my own <laughs> that's from home star runner yeah, if you're not familiar anyway our references no but yeah no you and i we've we've done like a million different outings the only thing i think i've beat you at mini golf fair and square is mini golf yeah that frustrates
0: you. I, I apologize.
1: No, it doesn't. It frustrates me in a friendly competition way. Like, how guys get frustrated with one another because yeah. they – what, what do we want more than anything? We want to dominate one another <laughs> in whatever we do. So we do something, like, sport-wise, and it's like, I, I got to destroy <laughs> this guy to prove my masculinity, right? And that's like – and then everybody else is laughing. <laughs> <laughs> like these geese guys, like yeah. what are they doing? Because yeah, I that's I a I watch I, I watch people compete. Like, like I could do that. No, no 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 no. I'm saying like I watch people compete. I'm like that's so dumb. Like what are you do? What are you trying to prove? And then I get up to bat and it's like I'm I'm gonna destroy this. <laughs> I'm the best. I'm the best. Yeah. It's the exact opposite. Remember what, we played softball together. We did a couple years Which ago. Which you are like the best. <laughs> baseball the best. baseball is your sport.
0: Of the sports I played, yeah, probably.
1: Zach had a tryout with the Pirates.
0: Yeah, it sounds better than it was. <laughs> Don't I'm not trying to downplay it, but <laughs> let's downplay the fact it, that you gotta try If you are a talented high school player, most most can they'll get an you know a letter in the mail from a, a team to try yeah. out for a it, it's not like I was the only person in Lawrence County. This happened to probably two people, two or three people on a high school team will get a letter. Probably,
1: it's still an impressive feat. And you're downplaying it because you're (laughs) you're a humble guy. It's a very impressive thing to be asked to come to a professional team, even though I mean, probably the most unprofessional team in baseball. (laughs)
0: Sure, they were looking for people.
1: (laughs) We saw this kid in the stands. <laughs> Get his well, was it wasn't the Yankees. It was the Pirates. Yeah, it was the Buccos. But that's our local team. Yeah, man. That was exciting. Yeah, that, and that would be insanely exciting. Um, but my whole point being, like that came, it comes very easy to you. <laughs> and then there's me like, <laughs> I can't hit a ball. It's, it's softball. <laughs> Slow pitch softball. It's like the eight-foot arc of a ball. Like You watch it in for like five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Still can't hit the stupid thing, and then I got into the worst thing ever. Remember when we split the. Remember when we split the teams? There was like A B team and B team. There was the gold. Don't team the- act like okay, whatever, Zach. There was clearly the 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 gold the gold team was like the team of uh, let's give these guys a chance to have fun, and then there was the blue team, your team that was like we're gonna win the championship this year, <laughs> which I think you did, didn't you? One year we did. One year yeah. he did. Anyway, so uh I remember getting into a fight with an umpire <laughs> over a over a pitch. Like <laughs> that was a ball. It was a it, it was a ball. It was a ball. We called a strike. Well, here's the deal. It was the last strike of the game. Ah. Like it was it was two outs. Oh, man. You, you struck out looking at the end of the game. Struck out looking.
0: Oh, man. That's and, the worst. Well, it,
1: But it wasn't a strike. Like, the ball hit the dirt behind the bag. Oh, gosh. this is We're getting into something <laughs> so stupid. We weren't going to win this game anyway. We were down by, like, 10. <laughs> it wasn't like I was going to crank it and we were going to win. I watched that ball in. Even the pitcher, who didn't say anything, Christian, Christian men, he wouldn't say anything. Because after the game, he came up to me. He's like, yeah, that was a ball. I'm like, why did you say something? He's like, well, I mean we it game. was a competition. I'm like, well, okay. Oh lied. <laughs> Lying That's by funny. omission. Anyway, yeah, so I, I I hate sports. I hate sports. We watched the Steelers game last night and just yeah. made me even more mad because I'm like, I just everything irritates me with sports. Speaking of
0: sports, yes. Yeah, I had an interesting event happen this week. I got to sport go to related? The, sport related. Sport yes. related, yes. I got to go to the Pittsburgh Steelers practice facility. Like, was inside it. We, For our company, um, we test, like, food, water, stuff like that. One of the things we do is we, um, if you have a swimming pool that is used by the public, it's regulated. It has to get tested weekly, um, and we're one of the companies that do that.
1: uh, Praise God that that's a regulation, (laughs) yes.
0: So one of our customers is the Pittsburgh Steelers in that area down there. There's also, like, the Freddy Foo rehab center down there <laughs> what you never heard of freddie food no. he's like the very well-known physical therapist and rehab person okay and he has a lot of fit a lot of famous athletes go to him like oh, ronaldo okay. and like big Who? time soccer people ronaldo
1: like i have I you never heard of ronaldo it's like I, the most
0: famous athlete in all in the whole world like the soccer is player. he
1: like well uh, Pe- pele well pele was a long time ago Pe- so pele <laughs> 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 i don't know soccer you literally could ask me anything about soccer. I don't. I don't know anything about soccer. Go ahead. Well, evidently, <laughs> yeah. So Tell me about Freddie Fu and well. Oh, the Steelers it's just, just an facility. area down
0: there. Yeah, the Rooney's own this big area down there, and so the the Steelers and Pitt share a practice facility. Yes, and the Pitt uh, college team, Panthers. Yep. Yep. And so we test their pools, and so I went down there. Usually, there's another guy that does it, and he's not a big. Football fan, so he doesn't like geek out over this. Mm. And I didn't realize that you are in the Steelers practice. field. like he never mentioned the fact that yeah. He, so he was on vacation, I had to fill in for him. Okay, because it's a weekly thing. So I go down there, and first of all, talk about being intimidated going into a place. It's there's gate. It's gated. You have to go through like a security checkpoint. <laughs> so I'm there, and I don't know where I'm going. What I'm supposed to Get do? Your micro
1: back truck.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's the company I work for. And so I go up to this this security gate. There's a guy sitting inside there and I'm like, hey, I told him the company I'm with and what I'm doing. He's like, oh yeah, he was real friendly. And he opened the gate up. So I go through this gate and inside this gated parking lot, it's full of luxury vehicles. <laughs> like like, you know, big trucks with big wheels and Lexuses yeah. and all of these. Like I'm like, oh, this is actually Lexi. Yeah, the left side. Multiple Lexi. This is actually where the players and like coaches. Yeah, they're here. That's cool. Like this is. They their... were there when you were there. Well, since it was they played on Thursday, I went on Wednesday, and so they had just left for Cleveland. But there were still oh. some people that were there. Maybe they were in practice squad. Practice squad.
1: Mason Rudolph <laughs> was I there. Because I saw a
0: couple <laughs> players that were like mingling around in there. Wait, weight... I, I was in the, in the weight, weight room. room. Like, yeah, that's cool. I watched the pregame for the Steelers game, and they showed the people working out in the weight room. I was like, I was just in there, like I was yeah. there. So yeah. that was pretty cool, and and I didn't I didn't recognize the players that were still there. So oh, that's they, cool. They didn't make the trip to Cleveland. Whoever, yeah, whoever I saw, but yeah. So I talked to the guy. He actually came back from his vacation on Friday. So I gave him a call and said, "Hey, I went and I look, I was in the Steelers facility." He was like, "Oh yeah." He was like, "Talk about feeling like you're in uh, middle school again." I go in there and it's everybody six nine and <laughs> three hundred pounds of jacked because you're in the swimming area, so they're you know they're swimming, yeah. so they don't have shirts on and they're yeah. like, like you know, very well built. Yeah.
1: Like I heard Ben was there warming up. He's <laughs> like, "I'm coming in." I, 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 I'm just gonna take it upon myself. I'm coming back. <laughs> I don't care what Kevin Colbert says. <laughs> yeah.
0: He was like, "Yeah, n- number eighty-eight and 99. I'm like, "You mean?" That's that's Friar Muth. They like I, I know the number. Like this guy didn't. Like yeah, he had on a shirt that said eighty eight. Muth. Muth
1: didn't have a good game.
0: Like man, I, I would be geek. That's probably why I am not the person that does this. Because if I went into that facility every <laughs> week, <laughs> i would get like fired.
1: Yep. <laughs> yep. 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 So that was a cool. That, thing. that is a really cool. That's a really cool opportunity that
0: you had. Yeah. So I was uh, I was uh, kind of excited about that. <laughs> yeah. So
1: cool stuff, buddy. Yeah. So it's not a funny story. No, it's a it's a really interesting, interesting story. Yeah, I, I wish I had those opportunities. Yeah, I don't. Well. I don't get. I don't get to go test the water at the Steelers <laughs> practice facility. Yeah, I have well, to you test have, the water of people's hearts. <laughs> you
0: have <laughs> you have other opportunities. You're doing a wedding this week. I
1: am doing a wedding this after. Uh, yeah, this afternoon I have a rehearsal and then a wedding tomorrow. I love I love it. It's fun stuff. Yeah. I like being part of that, especially when it's a couple. Um, That I'm I'm like, I mean, it's a couple that I don't really know, and I'm not gonna share their names or anything. But they're a really sweet couple. They're a young couple, and yeah, like it's it's people Uh, like that that I like to be part of their big day because they have such a humble spirit about the whole thing. I've never been part of a wedding where, and I I I I consider myself lucky in this is that I've done um, twenty some weddings, you know, in my career. So a couple weddings a year, I do. Yeah, and I've never had like uh, a couple that expected like this you know the far and away experience where it was like like they want to incorporate all kinds of things into it it's uh, every couple that i've ever had is like how how like how minimal can this be (laughs) yeah like what do you mean? That's the way I, we were at our wedding too. Yeah, and I think Sarah and I were kind of that way. We had we had some live music uh in in oh yeah, we had somebody singing yeah. at our wedding. Um but beyond that, I mean, it was pretty it was a pretty standard wedding, but yeah. almost all the weddings that I do now um they want like the bare bones basic. Really? And it's it's kind of it's nice for me and it's interesting <laughs> that nobody cuz they they're really making it about the union and not about putting on a show. Yeah. Um, and That's I can good. I can appreciate that. And I, I really look forward to doing weddings like that. But I would say uh, 95% of the weddings I've done have been that way. Only one wedding that I did was where somebody, like, had very high expectations. And I had to help them... Temper it? Temper it a little bit. And it was... <laughs> it was not meant well it was not meant well yeah. <laughs> but that was my it was uh it was a long time that was my very first wedding oh yeah uh, and it was just one thing it was one element of the the s- ceremony that wasn't working they' was, you like tap dance across the stage or yeah something? that's what they wanted they wanted me to tap dance they said can <laughs> you do river dance <laughs> and I said that's my speciality uh no they wanted so the the plan was it was so this was uh probably two thousand eleven or twenty 2012 it' twenty twelve um, they wanted as they're, you know how people do like a unity candle. Yeah. They wanted to do a painting. Ooh. So they wanted the paint. They wanted to pour paint on a canvas and the, in your head, if I have yellow paint, they have red paint. There's going to be orange paint in the middle. Well, no, it's not, <laughs> not necessarily, <laughs> unless it's really thin paint, like yeah. watercolor, it's not going to just you know, mix. Yeah. Uh, and they had, they had some sort of acrylic or some like paint that I was getting nervous. Cause I was new to the job and I, I was like, ah,
0: <laughs> you thought, th- I was thought like, this is going to be- get all
1: over <laughs> the platform. And <laughs> I was like, ah, guys, we can't do this. And then, and then the, the bride was upset with me. Cause she's like, well, you told me I could, she's like, what are we supposed to do on this late notice? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> this is my first wedding. <laughs> oh man. That'd be rough. So they ended up doing a Unity candle. Yeah. That was like that was only bad. That was like, like not even bad experience because it didn't like hurt anything. It was just rough. Yeah. So they had high ex- higher expectations of how and then years later I had another couple do a paint thing or they were pouring paint together. were great Oh, uh, it was it was out at least it was outside. Yeah. And it was a mess. Oh, really? It was a real mess. But they loved it and it was really sweet. So do do you know what you feel led to do. Uh, for the unity aspect, but th- th- actually the couple that I'm doing today said we're not gonna we're gonna just bypass that. We just want, yeah, like you're you need to do the vowels and all that stuff. I'm like, okay, nice, easy mm-hmm. enough. Um, so well, going back into the the realm of faith at the 26 minute mark, <laughs> we got really carried away today, <laughs> buddy. Well, we were going we were going to talk about. This is a bigger topic that I wanted to talk about. Something that's
0: been on your heart.
1: It has been on my heart because, um, you know, it's Zach and I are both very early millennials.
0: I I am the, the we're actually in that that between they we're call in it, the in between. Call us the z- 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 <laughs> I'm good at saying words, Zillennials. Is that it? The Generation X and Millennials together? Yeah. So, like, we're at
1: the very tail end of the Gen X and at the very beginning of Millennial. Like, that crossover, which is like 83 to 85 ish, um, was like the crossover point between the end of Gen X and the beginning of uh, the Millennial group. Um, And so, and and this is more of a thing that I've been seeing, it's become a trend a lot more with the millennial and younger crowd. And it's, it's an interesting notion, and I'm gonna, I, I guess I want to preface this by saying this is not something that I I, I... I struggle with it because of what it can become. And it's this idea of deconstructing your faith. Okay. Um, now I don't don't know what that is. Yeah. So so let me define it for. Let me define this for you. So deconstructing your faith looks like this: is you're you're basically taking everything that you've built up in your life, faith-wise, and you're tearing it down to the foundation, or even further. Like you're 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 starting to question everything all over again. It's become a very popular thing um, within within the realm of. Christianity, what they're finding today, a lot of studies are showing that millennials and younger like the idea of spiritualism, uh, but not necessarily adhering to one particular faith, which is concerning. And that's why I wanted to talk about this. Okay. Uh, because when it comes to deconstructing your faith, there's two there's two ways you can go about doing it. And there's a healthy way and there's an unhealthy way. The healthy way is this you take what you've grown up with all right and and in somewhat we're kind of indoctrinated as children not in a necessarily a bad way but we're brought up in what our parents bring us up in and that's a good thing it's a healthy thing to go, go to church right, that's but you get the, that's the deuteronomy passage exactly like you want to raise your children up right but you get to a, you should get to an age where you start to look at who you are as a believer um, and does it line up with the Bible? And so what you could do is you could go back down to the foundation, the foundation being Jesus Christ is my Savior, mm-hmm. and then you, you build it up, you build your faith up based on that, that foundation, but it mm-hmm. has to be on that foundation. Yes. What we're seeing a lot of happening now is, is this like New Age spiritualism that's happening, where the idea of Jesus is novel, are novel in the minds of, of people. It's like, like this Like is, they like the idea. They like the idea. Like, wow, he's got some good teaching. It, it's, yeah. it's helpful in my life. He's a good person. I want to be a good person. Jesus is a good person. But what they do is, instead of just taking it down to the foundation, they're destroying the foundation, and they're playing a la carte with... So they're picking what part uh, of picking it Picking what like. parts of the Bible they like and what parts they don't like. And it's like, I, I agree with this. I don't agree with this. And... They call it Christianity, but you and I could both sit here and and, and say that's not no. biblical Christianity. You there there the Bible's not an a la carte kind of thing where you no. can say like, I like this concept, I hate this concept, I accept this, I reject this. Um I mean what would you say to that, Zach? Now that I've explained it a little bit better, what what's your thought?
0: Oh, it sounds very dangerous. It is.
1: <laughs> I mean, yes. I mean, I knew that's what your thought would be, but I just wanted to get your input a little bit on it.
0: I mean, God's Word is living and active, mm-hmm. but it's not changing. Yes. it it You learn... Every time you open God's Word, you can learn something new about His character, something new that you can take to your life and, and live in a way that's godly and, and healthy mm-hmm. for you. Yes. But that hasn't changed. Yes. Right? and And you can't look at it and say okay, well, I like I like this because it aligns with what makes me feel good or what someone else has told me is right. And that's exactly it, yeah. And maybe it gets back to, we talked about this a little bit in the last podcast, about subjective good. Of subjective but, subjective su- good versus
1: but, objective good, yes.
0: Truth. Yes. What is truth, right? Subjective truth and objective truth. There's, there's an object, if you've you know, the good, the, the the one that is good, the one truth is God. Yes. He is objective. He is the object that we serve and we worship, and yes. that's where truth comes from. And if you have something in being God's Word written by, you know, people, but inspired through the Holy Spirit, yeah, uh, these are the words of God, right? Yep. Um, and we can talk maybe a little bit, that's some of the questions that students have is why are some... Some gospels a little bit different because they're man written. So there, there are aspects, are aspects of the Bible that have different flares because they are authored by different people yeah. who are humans. But they are, it's all
1: God inspired in yeah. God's word. Zach and I can be given information and we're going to write it differently. Yes, is essentially what it is. And that's right. what we get with the synoptic gospels. Um, right, which is Matthew first, Mark and Luke
0: compared to John which is more of a, a, a personal right uh, it, just, it just sounds different that like some of the descriptions are a little bit different and you can look at it and say oh these don't line up yeah but anyway I think we're getting away from the let's topic yeah let's hand. get
1: back onto the topic of this whole idea of the deconstructed faith because I, I you know what bothered me was you know and uh you know I, I I love YouTube I've been watching YouTube for like videos and stuff for a long time and one of the first gr- like Teams that I would say has inspired me in a lot of ways, especially early on and wanting to get into like the YouTube universe and pot, like whatever the case might be, um, is is Rhett and Link. I love. I've always like had a, a high respect for them because the, the friendship that they've always had. They've been friends since like they, they were little kids, um, and when I first started watching them. They were confessing Christians like they were confessing or professing professing yeah professing thank you they confessed to the fact yeah. that they were Christians <laughs> um, but they were professing Christians um, and I remember watching a, a video of theirs <clears throat> where they were um, they were speaking at uh, they went they were invited back to their high school. Uh, to do, like, a commencement speech, and they talked about the idea of putting God at the center of your lives and trusting him, and I was like, I was really inspired by that because I'm like, Mm -hmm. these guys have broken through into the mainstream um, but have held on to their faith. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so there was was that. There was other elements. I do a little bit of background research. They did – they actually helped – you know who Phil – I think his last name is Vischer i the name. He's the creator of VeggieTales. Okay, yeah, yeah. They helped him create some of, not VeggieTales stuff, but uh, there was other things like what's in the Bible kind of videos with like this, the puppet. What I can't remember what, exactly what it was called. But it was, it, they were good videos. I remember my kids really liking them a lot. Saying all of that to say this, years later, they put out video. They each put out a video. It was actually on their podcast where they talked about how they deconstructed their faith. And the, they both kind of came to a place where neither one of them believed because the world around them, it didn't like their worldview no longer lined up with hmm. what God's word said. Yeah, that's the danger. And it didn't make me like hate them at all. Because I, I get it. Like, if you if you're not Trusting God with your all and everything—it's very easy to allow yourself to become because, like, you'll start looking at things as like, "Well, that person's not a bad person." So, but the Bible says what they're doing is wrong. But I don't agree with that. Yeah. So I'm going to remove that element to so that, and then what you end up with is spirituality without any objective truth. Right. It's just based on what you feel. Right. And that's the danger that we're we're seeing in the world around us today, is that people are like, I like the spiritualism. I like the idea that there's a God, that there's a creator out there. And Jesus is cool and, like, good, and he loves people. I don't want to love people like that. But I don't want to line myself up with any kind of rules that are going to, like, make me feel like I'm a bad person. Yeah, It's like, I want it all. Yeah. And what ends up happening when you want it all, Zach?
0: You lose it all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You (laughs) lose that relationship. And why? Why do people feel that way? Is it because of the backlash that Christians get? Yeah. And a lot of it deserved. Like, Christians, the way they present themselves, the way they present Jesus, the way they present... Being a follower is something that people see
1: and don't want to be a, a part of. Yeah, is that is that part of the reason? I think that's a big part of the reason. I mean, when I watched the the videos, and I hate to keep. I'm not putting these guys on blast at all. Like it's just it's just the truth. They they put something out there publicly so you can examine it. Yeah, uh, and I'm not judging them. I'm not going to sit here and say oh they're horrible people. Can you believe they did this? My my concern is is the example it's setting for other people. It could be kind of damaging, uh, cause it can make, you, I mean, and not that it's bad to question, but like, are you going to tear down to the studs? Or are you like re redefining what the foundation is? I, I don't
0: think it's bad to tear down to the studs as far as, um, religious things.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that's what I, so my example is in a way I did that in my life. I was raised Pentecostal. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of elements that were part of the building blocks of who I was and I struggled when I came to a non-pentecostal church a baptist church that I'm now been a pastor at for <laughs> over a decade yeah um, cuz I remember first coming here and having lots of debates with pastor Matt yeah. uh, and I'm like and he was like Steve that's like this is not biblical this is not biblical I'm like well, but, but I was raised that way I so tearing down to the studs to to remove the things that were not biblical, sh- you should do that. Like, yeah. you should, like, look at, like, is this biblical? Is this not biblical? Um, like, read reading, you know, uh, books that theologians have written that are based on the Bible. Like, figuring that stuff out is important to our faith and helps us grow as believers. Yeah. But... Doing it because it's the the popular thing to do, and it's like, well, the world's going this way, and there's people out there that are doing that actively. Where it's like, well, the world uh feels this way about a, a certain topic, so should we, yeah, like right. the, the Bible needs to catch up with the world standard. And it's like, no, like now, now you're destroying yes, objective truth, exactly. Um. And so, that, and so I guess that's my is my concern is that as as this, as we see um, Christianity kind of come back into the mainstream a little bit. You think it is in this way? Okay, so I was recently. I I, I there there's currently a um oh what's it called? A website. It's not just a website, but they, they actually it's been advertised during. Um, it's like he sees me or he knows me or something like that. But it's been advertised in – and I need to do a little bit more research to understand what it is. But it's like this um, – it's an organization that's getting, trying to get people to know who Jesus is. Okay. Um, and they they have commercials during sporting events and all kinds of stuff. It's getting out there into the mainstream. Okay. Um, my concern with those kinds of things is how theologically sound – Is an organization like that. And that's why I have to do more research before I say, like, it concerns me or it doesn't concern me. But, like, when we try to make Jesus trendy... Right. Like, make him match what the culture's at... Well, it's that, no longer Jesus. Right, that's it's that's it, blasphemous. Yeah, it's blasphemous. <laughs> We've now created our own God. Right. Like, it's not made out of metal, necessarily. It's not a golden idol, it's, but, but it it's may it's as well we, be. It's what we want it to be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're making Jesus into what we want him to be, because, yeah, Jesus is awesome. I mean, that's what those ancient gods were exactly well, why was there a god of
0: agriculture and a god of, you know you prayed to <laughs> the, the
1: carte gods man yeah
0: like okay my crops aren't growing i need to make this god so i can pray to it and have my crops grow yep and it's and that's that's the same thing only it's not like you said and yep. a like a tangible object it's yeah. a, it's an idea yes and it's,
1: that's that's my big concern is that we we start to say like well if I, if i believe this way i'm going to hurt somebody so I'm going to remove that from my life to not hurt anybody's feelings. Here's the thing. Um, Jesus was controversial. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's what he – like his his platform was controversial, but it was also freeing. Yes. Like that's why uh, – you, you can't just go by what people are saying. You can't just go by what I'm saying on a Sunday morning or any pastor just saying that. Uh, we have to be in God's word to know – like, to see the full picture of what Jesus was presenting in the fullness of the context of what the Gospels are saying so that we live that out. That's the answer. That is the answer. Because
0: the, the reason people don't want to follow God is because they don't know enough about Him. Yep. They, they're not in His Word and truly understand what He stands for, what mm-hmm. He wants for them. That You know, you have this idea that God is a, a big... Bully that's yeah. got a bunch of rules, and they don't want us. He doesn't want us to have fun, and he and he's, you know, thinks different people groups are bad. And and if you feel like, and if you want to be friends with this other this type of person who believes this way, then. And you're a bad person, mm-hmm. and I don't want to. I don't want to be judged like that. And that's what that's the idea you have of who yeah. God is. Yeah. And that's a that's an incorrect idea of who God
1: is, which can kind of stem back to legalism that enters into the church, right? And why we have to be cautious about how we present the gospel.
0: Exactly. And and right. I think this is a, a lot of our doing.
1: <laughs> Unfortunately, yes. Yeah. We've, we. Not have, just, I'm not saying us, but like generations past. Uh, even. Yes, I
0: mean, even back to the Pharisees, back exactly in Jesus' time, Like exactly. they were the people who this were... This not the, new to culture. Exactly. They were the people who were the spiritual people who were supposed to be bringing God's truth to the people, but they were, they were not. They yep. were, you know... What's the word I'm looking over? They were making all of these rules that they had to follow, and mm-hmm. if they weren't doing it exactly how... They said they needed to be done well. You yeah, know, you're a terrible person. And they've essentially
1: be... created gods of themselves. Yeah, um, they allowed the law to be God rather than God to be God. I think
0: if Jesus came back and was challenging a people group today, yeah, I think he'd be going to the churches. Yeah, I don't think he'd be going oh, to the hundred to the you know, to the other places <laughs> yeah. because we are the ones who are his responsibility is to bring him to the pe- to yeah. to the world and to reflect him, yeah, and what, what do we do? We, yeah.
1: we well, the thing is, like, yeah, if, if Jesus came, we would meet, a lot of us would meet him the same way he was met by the Pharisees yeah. 2,000 years ago. It would be like, oh, you, you can't undo what is being done here. Right. But go so on, so in sorry. that
0: instance, if that's what the deconstruction idea is stemming, you need to get back to Christ's teaching and not that's church the, teaching. That's the that's biggest healthy. thing.
1: healthy. Yes. Not the church, like we're not bashing church, we're, we're both teachers in the church. Yes, yeah, that's and, and and but but back in the day, the
0: Pharisees were the t- teachers in the church, too. Yes, and if it's not teaching God's word, if it mm-hmm. has you know morphed into something that's tolerable for the t- church leaders to teach, yes. <laughs> it's not just tolerable for us as you know people to hear. And to do, but the church leaders to actually teach and to say, if they have changed the gospel in a way that makes it easier and more palatable for their congregants, yep. and you're fighting against that, that's healthy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but at the same time, if, if you are just fighting against it because that's the cool thing to do, then you're not doing the right thing either. You need to be yeah. in God's Word... In being fulfilled by the Holy Spirit and and a lot and understanding who He is, there's so many more resources now that you can do that. Yes. You can go, you can you know get stuff online. You can go to. Libraries, if that's a thing anymore, right? But you can, you can, you have resources where you can understand God's word. You can understand,
1: you can get commentaries, you can get study Bibles, you can dig into it. Yeah, you can understand it far better than ever before. I mean, that was the sad thing back in the days of the Pharisees. I mean, you're talking about the the, the literate teaching the illiterate, exactly. And so they can make it whatever they wanted it to be and lord over people. Right today. We don't have that. If, if you don't agree with what I'm teaching, even though it's biblically based and I'm doing my research, you could go do your own research. Right. Because uh, you could read and you could get into a study Bible and be like, oh, it does say this. Oh, it does explain it this way. Um, but we can't just do what feels right. I mean, the Bible is so... Cl- Jesus is so clear yeah. that we cannot trust our feelings. Our feelings are going to mislead us. Right. Um, so... Uh, you know, if if you're, if it causes you pain to make changes based on what God is calling you to, it's not a bad pain. Um, you know, last week we, we were talking. We talked about heaven and hell. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> and we talked. You know, we talked about the idea of. You know, fire gets brought up a lot in yeah. the Bible, uh, but the one type of fire that gets talked about is refining fire. Yes. Um, any kind of fire is going to be painful, but what refining fire does is it cleanses. Yeah, it purifies. It purifies. And so that's how we have to view some of the things that God is doing to us. It's not because He hates us. It's not because He wants us to be in pain uh, and, and struggle through something. He yeah. wants us to see that, hey, once We're you becoming... get through the struggle... You're better. Right,
0: becoming more
1: like him. Yeah, you're becoming... And in
0: doing that... Yeah, you, sanctification. You, yes, you have a more fulfilled life. Yep. You can accomplish more of the goals that are good. Yes. Not subjectively good, but yes. objectively good, because they come from God. Yep. The good things that he has prepared for each of us to do um, that are going to help his kingdom. And, and who does God love, Stephen? He loves his people. Yes. I and thought that was a trick question. No, and no, I started, no, I was like, "Well, <laughs> <laughs> no, God loves His people, and if when you read the word, that jumps off the page from the beginning to the end. Yes, the, the literally what, from yes. the very beginning to well, the very
1: end. Like He, he, loves he made people. this
0: creation for us, and when we mess it up, He sent His Son to die for us. Like yeah. He loves us that much. Yep, and that is when you deconstruct." If you are going to deconstruct, it comes back to Jesus, it comes back yep. to God and his love for us. Yep. And when you, and when you don't come back to that, when you're mm-hmm. not teaching that, when you're not living that out, when you're not bringing that as we are called to do as followers of Christ, then you are going to lead others, you're going to lead yourself, you're going to lead our culture mm-hmm. into a place that is not
1: loving and it is not following God as we are called to do. Yeah. And, and it leads to something that that's not going to be good in the long run for you. You know, that's it, the sad thing is like our culture has kind of trained us to like think that, you know, just in general in society is like, um, you know, just do what feels right. Do as, as you feel is, is right. Even when it comes to parenting, unfortunately, you see a lot of people like want to just be friends with their, their kids Rather than actually parent their kids, lovingly correct their kids as God does, and I think that's where we get a lot of aversion to God because we see Him lovingly correct His people, Um, and sometimes that involves like getting their attention, um, and and uh, you know, in uh, a way that we would be like, "Wow, that's that's kind of harsh." But it's like, well, yeah, sometimes you you have to be, you have to like to to love somebody. Sometimes you have to. Like, uh, if my kid does something wrong, I'm not going to be like, hey, just uh, they keep doing something over and over again wrong. I'm not going to be like, hey, stop doing that. Stop doing No, they're going to get like grounded. They're going to get punished right for it. So they learn like, hey, I don't want that again. I'm going to appreciate my parents more. But that's just not the society that we live in anymore. Um, it's like, just like, yeah, just take it easy on everybody. everybody it's just you know that's their choice that's their choice just let let them let them figure it out for themselves i'm like yeah that's why we have a mess on our hands a lot of times it's because we're just like allowing people to make mistakes without like speaking into it in a loving kind way or allowing god like uh, speaking how god loves in a loving kind way um you know i was thinking about it yesterday like you know just as an illustration is, you know, my son, my youngest son, you know, he's still in diapers. Yeah. And like in my head, I could be, a, I, like, I know he needs his diaper changed. He's one year old, or you know, two years old. He can almost two. He he can he can say things, but I'm like, you know, I could be like, he'll tell me when he needs changed. So I'll ask him, hey, do you need your diaper changed? No, and it's clear that he does. Yeah. So you can, I can make that decision and be like well he doesn't want his diaper changed right now or I could do the responsible thing yeah and change his diaper because I know in the long run you, know, you can get diaper rash you can have like you know pain from not getting it changed even though he doesn't want to right now because it's gonna break up what he's doing yeah um, so we can't just do things because people are, are like just happy with the like the, the thing like w- w- we don't we, we're too short sighted. A lot of times as a society, it's like, what is best for us now? Is that going to be best for us long term? Yeah. Um, and that's why we like instead of going to one another in hopes that we'll get answers that are different or not, we have to go to the object of all good. Right. And see what he wants and like see that the full picture that he presents to us is not trying to limit us. No. it's trying to allow us to live to the fullest so we can actually enjoy life without regret and hurt, yeah. and like trying to stand out and be something like and think that we're going to stand out in some significant way because I'm so unique when we're really just conforming to the ways of the world. One of my favorite passages is Romans chapter twelve verses one and two. Yeah. Like you could you could conform to the ways of this world or you could be transformed by the renewing of your mind that is through Christ Jesus our Lord and how He does things. Right. Um, so I mean as easy as it might be i mean I, I you know i i'm hoping younger people are listening to this uh, not that this can't be useful for anybody but I, I feel like that's the that's the demographic that's being affected by this the most it's like we just live in a world where like the young people they want what they want and they want it now because that's how everything works yeah. um, it's everything is immediate satisfaction and that is just not that is not helpful right in the long term because it doesn't teach us to be patient. It, a, a lot of the fruit of the spirit is about like you know working in t- through the long like the marathon of life not through the sprint yeah. in our present reality. Um so just be reminded that like yeah you can you can start tearing things apart but what you end up with is something that's incomplete and d- will not end up satisfying. It might satisfy in the short term but
0: in exactly. the long
1: term it's never going to satisfy. Um So, yeah, I'm glad we got to talk about this. Yeah,
0: and I think it's a good topic, and I think it's... We have so much free time. Mm -hmm. We have so much ability and freedom to choose things, and a lot of times it feels like we do it without consequence, Mm -hmm. and and with that freedom comes the ability to do good and the ability to do... Stuff that's going to harm us, um, and when I think about when I think about God as the as the, <laughs> and the one who loves us, who is above it all, but also gives us the ability to make choices, mm-hmm. He is so loving in that way. When, mm-hmm. when I think about this idea of us having we you know the big churchy topic is free will and the ability to make choices and, and do things for ourselves and you think about well if, if God did not give us that choice if he made us all puppets that followed him we would probably live lives that are much less you know let's less struggle and strife because we were doing things exactly the way we should mm-hmm. all the time. But in his infinite love for us, he allows us to have this choice these choices, this ability to to make right and wrong choices, but yep. he gives us the rule book in, in his word. He gives us his son. He 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 tells us what we are to do in order to live this abundant life that that he he offers to us. But he allows us to go out there and make mistakes and make choices and, and rebel against him, right? And and to choose him. Mm-hmm.
1: He wants us to. He yes, wants
0: us to. and when I think about it in that way, and and how we come up with all of our, you know, this idea of deconstructing these big, like man-made ideas on how to interact with God and how to do the things in the world in the around way us. that benefits you. Yes, and when we think about, I guess, like think me. about God up there going, ah, oh, it's a new generation. It's Man, some other it's way huh, of them yeah. making a golden calf. <laughs> Another <one>. So they <laughs> don't have to deal <laughs> with me anymore. Put me
1: in a box again. Here yes. we go.
0: Yes, and it's got to be so frustrating. Yeah, you know? but at the same time, it's so loving that he hasn't just come back and wiped us all
1: out. Yeah, he can very easily. Like, I, I feel it, like, yeah, and and when people start saying like, "Oh, this is God's, God's judgment and punishment upon us" when bad things do happen, I'm like,
0: "No, no, no it's us it's making a, mistakes. It's a
1: fallen world.
0: It's a fallen world, and, fallen world and, we have and God the choices loves us." And 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 it's and it's such a big loving God. And such a silly person that we that we are. A, yeah, a, a silly group of people. Yeah, we are.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it's just the same thing over and over. Uh, and it's over a
0: new again. generation and but a new like, way of trying to figure out. But I think in that way,
1: like I mean, God just God knows all that, and there's uh, God. God can't be frustrated because like it, it like, it's impossible for Him to to f- feel what would be. I mean, not impossible, but like it's just what, like I guess it can't I be I
0: think about a like. As a father and my son, he he's like a tinker. He loves to build things yeah. with Legos. He likes the color. He like and yeah. and you and you're watching him construct something, okay? Yeah. And you're like, I wouldn't do it that way, buddy. <laughs> it's gonna <laughs> like, <laughs> that thing's gonna fall over. It's, yeah. it's gonna th- that tape on that. Our sons uh, don't make mistakes on, like that. What are you on that the, that paper like tube yeah. that you have from from the toilet paper roll? Like that's not gonna work out. Yeah, but you let him do it. Because you love him and you don't want to crush his dreams, right? And I think about God trying to harm him. We're trying to teach him. He's trying to figure out the world and how to build stuff, right? Yeah. We do the same thing. And God's looking down at us, going, you know, I've seen people try it that way before. It's not going to work, but, you know, you're you're doing it, you know, and you're trying to figure it out in a a loving way. And And when it doesn't work, come back to me. Because we can't understand the big picture because we're not God. And, And we want, and I think, I don't think it comes from a place where people, are not wanting to to follow God. They're just mm-hmm. wanting to do it on their own terms and what they see yeah. around them. Exactly. Instead of going to the source. <laughs> yeah. And and he could have come my son could come and ask me and say, Hey, yeah. how could I build this better? But he wants to do it on his own.
1: You yep. know? And, and and that's what God, I mean, but that's part of our loving God is that he's not a puppet master. And he looks at things and he might say like, ah, why? And again. <laughs> yeah. He's always like, Hey, when you when you're ready, I'm here exactly and um, that's that's the loving God and we and can
0: we can always turn back to him and and he will be there to yeah. guide us through whatever thing we we want exactly
1: exactly mistakes are going to be made in this life yeah but the biggest mistake we can make is thinking that we can in some way control God and make him what we want him to be rather than allow him to be who he truly is.
0: You Uh, can't deconstruct God. You can deconstruct the temples that we build to understand Him better. Yeah, and that's a good thing. Yeah, you should. Right, but you can't deconstruct
1: God. No, not his, (laughs) not Him, and you cannot, and you can't deconstruct His word. And I think what Zach's talking about when he says, and correct me if I'm wrong, when you're talking about like things like the 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 things that we create as men. As mankind, to try to more easily understand yes. God, we put God into a box, and those are the things that we should deconstruct. Exactly, it's like you, you can't limit God exactly to that. There's no way to fully comprehend. Paul puts it best when he talks about the mystery, the mystery, the mystery. I've been reading through, you know, his his letters, and we have to be okay that there's just there's probably. I don't know. 99% of God that we're never going to truly understand because he is the creator of everything. Right. Um the 1% that we do understand is the very finite aspects of his character being lived out in in us. Right. Um and so and it's not even close to being perfect. So it's you know it's, we have to accept the fact that God is above it all, but he gave us something to yeah. live by. If you
0: see someone with a box under their arm, and that's their God box, oh, like that's that's not healthy yeah. way of experiencing God. And yeah. when you put him in those boxes, when you deconstruct... That's what I think, when I think of this idea of deconstructing, I think of you're taking the big idea of God, and you've got a whole room full of boxes, and you're putting them in there yep. in palatable ways to understand him better. Exactly. And to... And to so
1: he so he tastes better to you. So yeah. So it makes yeah. So you can make more sense of it.
0: Yes. And it's like and, he, he, and that's not him. Yeah. He is. He fills the room. He doesn't fill the boxes. He fills eternity. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Right. Yeah.
0: And when you, it's like oh oh. I, when I think about that, I, I like like kind of have to like my knees buckle and I like my my head goes down mm-hmm. like I'm standing in front of a a giant mountain or a canyon and it's beyond my whenever I get in front of something I like should. that I like my knees buckle and I have to like. Ba- like like go down a little yeah. bit because I'm afraid of the enormity of it but when I think about God in that aspect it makes me go to my knees makes yep. me buckle and I shouldn't come to God and say oh I can comprehend you yeah oh I can, you're palatable to me no yeah. he, he is the awesome God yeah. and, and when we lose that awe and wonder of who he is uh-huh. we, be, we we put him in our own our own understanding Exactly. And that is not who he is. Yeah,
1: exactly. And that's, I mean, and that's not exclusive to the worldly spiritualism that we're talking about, where it's like, I can deconstruct God and make it more powerful. That happens in the church, too. Yeah. Where it's like, I think of uh, like, I'm just going to throw it out there, like Calvinism. That's another box that we create. So it's like, I understand God better than anybody. And it's like, and that's why we can get a really big head, because it's like, I've created like this set of, uh, logic and rules to understand God better and see, like, and by this, by doing so, I know God better than you know God. And, it's like, and, and uh, once again, you've now limited God right to this construction. and you might say, like, well, there's still the mysterious aspect of, no, but y- right. I, I feel like it, it's another example of creating the Tower of Babel to get closer to God, to know God, uh, be like God. Uh, we have to be cautious, live by the Word and the Word alone. Right. That's all you need. Yep. God wasn't like, yeah, come up with a bunch of other things. It makes sense. No, that's why he was like, that's why Jesus had to correct the Pharisees a lot. <laughs> it's because, right. like, they created the boxes yes. for God to fit into. So they understood him and really to, to to use it as a weapon, weaponizing God in some ways through law and legalism. Right. Uh, and that legalism is the same today, but we call it different things. Yeah. Uh,
0: we're not going to say what they are, but... No. <laughs>
1: Write your letters, though. If, if, uh, <laughs> <laughs> if we offend you. If we have offended you, uh, yeah. Right. My email is zsiris <laughs> at nlbc.church. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for that, Steve. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, no. It's, like, it's all good. Yeah. But anyway, I, I think that's it for today. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll save the fun stuff for on Tuesday. Yeah. Um, if you've noticed, we've, we've stopped doing post-podcast stuff. On Fridays, because we've really we've moved all of that goofiness, and sometimes it's like deeper stuff. Um, but Tuesdays become more of our outlet for the goofiness that we need to let out that our wives don't appreciate <laughs> <laughs> at home. So we take time on Tuesdays. So until then, I'm Steve. I'm Zach. This is Zach and Steve have a podcast. We will see you on Tuesday. Bye bye.